Hey everybody, my name's uh, Domingo. I'm a um, compulsive overeater and sorry, just making my way out <laughs> from work. So bear with me everybody. I'm going to be shuffling around, but I will be with you with my undivided attention just shortly. Give me a minute. <laughs> sorry, I'm normally a little more prepared, but this afternoon snuck out at me. Um, so just give me one more minute here. You can hear me punching out on the clock, like back in the old days. Okay, hold on one moment. I'll be right back. All right. I'm here. Okay. Uh, All right. Thanks, everybody, for um, being here. I love being in a meeting of Overdose Anonymous. Um, I'm really grateful for my recovery today. Really, really grateful. I'll talk a little bit about that. I usually, I've been on this meeting several times. A bit on it, but I do want to talk about more, mostly what it's like today. I am a 100-pounder. I'm a grateful 100-pounder. Um, so again, my name is Domingo. I'm a compulsive overeater and an exercise bulimic. And I'm going to actually try to get... Um, a little bit here. Let's see. Trying to get you guys a little better audio quality. So I apologize for the background noise and the shuffling, but it should be all better now. Um, really grateful uh, because, you know, for today, I don't have to carry um, that extra 100 and plus pounds. My abstinence date is March 30th, 2009. Uh, since coming into OA, I've been relieved of about 144 pounds. I am available to sponsor. I sponsor men only, but I am available to sponsor. And yeah, I've been able to do that one day at a time, not with my help, uh, with the help of my higher power, with all you guys, all you wonderful people, which I'm again grateful for. So I'll talk a little bit about what it was like, what happened, what I'm like today. You know, and I'll try to go, like I said, a little quickly on what it was like. So bear with me if I kind of rush through it. But I'm somebody who, you know, um, I believe I was um, a a compulsive overeater because I use the tool of compulsive overeating so often that, like the big book says, I crossed that invisible line where I went from a heavy eater to a compulsive overeater. And now, something that used to be a tool for me to get by, you know, for emotional stability, for friendship, for love. I mean, food did everything for me. Food was there in every way. It was always there. It was ever present. It always, you know, at least early on, it did for me what I thought, you know, I wanted it to do. And uh, eat it as badly uh, as later, as, as, as I got older and as things kept and worse, and it became one of my biggest problems I've had. Um, there are three areas where my disease, uh, and these I mean, you know, the compuls- obsessive compulsive disease that comes out in three areas of my life. And, you know, I could I could call it alcoholism without the alcohol, you know. I'm just an addictive, I have this um this uh, this hole in my soul, as they say, and I try to fill it up with several things, you know, and a lot of fear and anxiety has a lot to do with it, and I'll talk a little bit about that. 
But, uh, but that's why I became a compulsive overeater. But again, getting back to what it was like, I did grow up with a lot of fear and anxiety. I am a sensitive person. And uh, on top of being a sensitive person, I can also withstand a lot of pain. So I, you know, in my exercise bulimia, I learned how to be, um, you know, a, uh, a long distance runner and, um, and I used to exercise for hours and I could go through a lot of pain. I could go through a lot of physical pain and I could withstand a lot of emotional pain. And because my growing up was so chaotic that a lot of it, um, chaos, and a lot of unmanageability doesn't doesn't even register in my mind. You know, oftentimes, you know, some of the messages that I got is it's not that bad. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, it's kind of bad, but it's not that bad. You know, so I I I um I withstood a lot of things in my life. I tolerated a lot of things in my life, and because of that, you know, um, unknowingly. Uh, you know, I, I, I didn't mature. I never knew, learned how to establish boundaries. I grew resentful and quiet and introverted because I didn't feel it was safe um, or, or worthwhile to speak up and to um, advocate for myself because, you know, I was... Um, I had experienced that that wasn't worth it. You, it no, nothing good comes by asking questions and try to advocate for oneself. Um, um, I grew up in a hierarchical, you know, family, a disciplinary family with uh, my father, uh, you know, who was not an alcoholic, but um, you know, he, you know, it was chaotic. He was a single. Um, a breadwinner. My mom was a housewife, and she, you know, she did her part. She had seven kids, and she reared reared us all, and she did her very best, and so did my dad. But it was a very unsustainable way of living, and and um, and so you know that's why I turned to food early on. I turned to food because I was just uncomfortable with life. I was I wasn't just uncomfortable with life, the type of life that I had where I grew up, what my how my parents were, how my neighborhood was, how I was, but I was uncomfortable just with the fact of being alive. I mean, even from even going as far back as even being alive, I had a problem with that. That was one of the biggest resentments. After working a couple of four steps, I realized that my biggest resentment was towards my higher power. Um, he didn't ask me if I wanted to be alive. He didn't asked me how the world should be. He didn't ask me how people should be. He didn't ask me how I would like to be. And um, he just put me on this earth. This this was my perspective. But he just put me on this earth and uh, and he took off. He's a, you know, absent, you know, creator and uh, left me alone to try to figure out all these mysteries of life with no answers and no help and no guidance and you know, I was probably, I was probably um, projecting maybe things that I felt about my parents onto my, my higher power. As a matter of fact, I know I was. I mean, that's one of the biggest things. That's one of the biggest reasons why I found it so difficult to ask for help. You know, I why I found it so difficult to, um, 
pre coming into program and even after, you know, I found it difficult to develop and establish a relationship with a God of my understanding. Thankfully, I did um, because it's the biggest single, it's the only prize of this program that's true prize. There's a lot of benefits. Um, you know, I get to be in a healthy, I'm in my, I'm 55 and in my best shape of my life today. Um, you know, my doctor said if, if everybody did what I did, he'd be out of business. You know, not that say I'm doing anything like the right way or anything like that, but I have a very high, healthy lifestyle. You know, OA has taught me how to take care of myself in every way. And it's um, removed the obsession for the food. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm still a compulsive overeater. I still think about my meals a lot. I they, They're still very valuable to me. I don't think I'll ever have a casual relationship with food. Um, and even though my practices, my, you know, if you saw me from the outside, as far as what I eat, you think I, I eat like an angel because, you know, um, I abstain from flour and sugar and I only drink water. So you would say, wow, you know, um, I, you know, my, my meals consist of lean meat and vegetables and fruits and complex carbohydrates. And that's pretty much it. Um, you know, you would, so, but, but, but my head is a compulsive overeater. I mean, my body also has an allergy of the, uh, there's an allergy of the body, but there's an obsession of the mind, you know, long after the allergy of the body has gone away because I haven't eaten my alcoholic foods in uh, 14 years. I think it's been, yeah, 14 plus years. I just celebrated 14 uh, years, um, thankfully, a little while ago, a few, um, few weeks ago. But, um, you know, that obsession in the mind hasn't left yet. Maybe it will. Maybe tomorrow I won't be a compulsive overeater and I won't obsess about, uh, you know, if I ate a, an alcoholic food, one of those foods that I abstained from, maybe I wouldn't go into an obsession. But that's not something I want, I, I, I want to try today. Um, yeah. So, and that's why I keep coming back to this program, because I need you guys. I need a God of my own understanding. I, I, I haven't. Um, I haven't kept myself abstinent all these years. You know, my higher power has. That's his job. I'm not a problem solver. I don't work on problems. I don't work on the disease of compulsive overeating. I don't. um, I abstain. And what I mean by abstain is that I make the intention of not. I make a commitment to do what I can to not compulsively overeat today. But that doesn't mean that I do the things that I need to do to maintain that abstinence. So I don't work the problem. I just work the solution. That's, it's, I know it, sounds, it may sound like the same thing, like working on the problem is working on the solution, but it's, it's completely different. They are not even in the same galaxy, in the same universe. They're completely different species. Before coming into the program, I always worked on problems. And and never never got anywhere. <laughs> Kept get, always got further and further and further behind on any problem that I worked on. Personal problems, money problems, food problems. I was just my life was my life was full of problems. I always like to say that there's just like this crab 
uh, in the ocean. I think it's in the ocean. He's got like a, um, well, before I tell the crap story, is there a timer and is there, um, how much time do I have? And will you give me a, a cue? Sorry, can you guys still hear me? Hi, Domingo. This is Tammy. Um, yes, there is a timer, and she will give you a reminder when you have five minutes left. Okay, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So back to my crab story. Um, thank you guys all, by the way, for doing service. I really appreciate you guys making this meeting happen. Um, yeah, there's this crab. I saw it when I was, I don't know, when I was a kid, possibly. What the crab does is, um, in order, I guess in order to um, stay camouflaged, it just picks up stuff in its environment and it puts a little glue on it and it sticks it on its back. Uh, well, that's, that's how I was with problems. I would go around the world and as soon as I saw a problem, even if it wasn't my problem, I was like that crab. I'd pick up that problem and I'd... I'd work on it until it became my problem. Like other people's, pro my problems became my problems. Other people's problems became my problems. You know, I was just living in a, it was, I, I was, you know, I'm a problem person. <laughs> That's how I was problem focused and it didn't work. So now I do the opposite. I don't, I try not to worry about the problem. I realize, I recognize, I admit there's a problem and then it's not about going to work on the problem. It's about admitting my powerlessness, powerlessness over that problem. That's really a big, the big difference. Is it, yeah, not working on it, but admitting my powerlessness over, and then um, looking for a solution so that I can spend all my time and energy on the solution. And when it comes to overeating, that means going to meetings, uh, sponsoring. Um, uh, you know, doing my food, reading and writing, um, working the steps, um, making outreach calls, being of service. Um, gosh, there's so there's there's so many so many ways uh, to work. There's so many things, and it's it's all written. I mean, it's 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 there's nothing new to invent. I mean, there's you know, if you look at um, any of our literature. Uh, or any of our magazines, you'll read about all kinds of solutions. I mean, in terms of uh, just, well, just in the basic literature, the, the, the steps, the traditions, the concepts, uh, and the tools, already there's a lifetime worth of work just in those uh, four areas. Not, 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 I'm not even talking about slogans or, uh, or anything else that uh, different creative ways people have found to work the program and to work the solution of Overeaters Anonymous. So a um, little bit more about what it was like. So anyways, well, let me let me make the transition right. I came into this program in 2009. Before that, I was living in my car for a year and a half because I couldn't pay my rent and eat everything I wanted to. So I decided to live in my car so I could keep eating what I wanted to. Um, I was, I've always been a pretty good earner and uh, I was living the double life. I was a manager outward, you know, with a suit. I'm not a suit and tie, but a shirt and tie. Meanwhile, I was living in my car, you know, looking for a, a place to um, park my car at night uh, so I would feel semi-safe and try to eke out 
a semi-miserable living. Um, and I was, I, and that I was miserable. I was miserable and it was getting worse. That, that was the problem. Like I told you how I was working on everybody's problem. My life was problematic and just getting worse. Um, so I started seeking some outside help. I did a geographic, uh, from San Bernardino County to Orange County. And I stopped believing the lies that I had been telling myself my whole life, like that I was going to lick this thing, that I, I you know, I was going to figure it out, that I just needed to change my, my exercise plan, that I needed to eat more fruits and vegetables, that, you know, I needed to not eat after a certain hour, you know, ad infinitum, as the big book says. I tried things ad infinitum, and uh, none of them worked. So... So um, uh, I got a sponsor. I came into program. Somebody told me about OA. I came into program, and uh, and I've been here since. Thankfully, I've been here since. Uh, that was um, in 2009. That was uh, February 30th, 2009, somewhere around there. I came to my first meeting was a Sunday in Fullerton at the St. Jude Hospital, and um, the person who answered my call that was that five minutes five minutes i'm sorry yes five minutes okay. left. thank you um the person who answered my call happened to be the chair of the inter of the orange county intergroup at the time and they 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 made some time to th to talk about me i mean talk about me talk to me <laughs> They answered my call. I, I didn't know. I didn't know if you guys charged anything. Was I supposed to bring some, Was I supposed to bring a resume? Like, I don't know. I didn't know anything about OA. I just knew. Well, what happened is my uh, my barber, the lady that cuts my hair, she was telling me all about. It was actually another program. It was CA How. She was telling me about CA How. But I heard the word overeater, and I really related with that. But she was showing me the the sponsor book and then she said she got a sponsor and she asked, 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 you know, there's some questions in the book and that's how she works the steps. And, and, uh, I thought, okay, I got to get my hands on that book. And that book is the answer. And, um, it, I, I don't know. I've never seen that book, but it wasn't necessary for me to be in recovery of compulsive reading one day at a time with, without, you know, without it, I haven't needed it anyways. I've needed the steps. I've needed you guys. I've needed, a lot of other things, but I haven't needed that book. Um, but 30 days after coming here, um, you know, I got a sponsor. He gave me the whole program in 30 minutes, you know, because uh, it's not that complicated. Uh, and he kept it simple on purpose. And um, that helped me out because I didn't have a, I didn't have to think a lot when I came into program. I knew what I was going to eat every day. I ate the same thing for two years. And uh, and I eat I don't even though I don't eat that way uh, for today, I um, it's very similar. It's just it's just a recipe that works, you know. And it's not so much even that it's a it's some crazy you know genius combination. It's just a it's just a caloric. It has it has. Lost or maintain my body weight with exercise at all while being in Overeaters Anonymous. Exercise has not been part of my program in terms of uh, maintaining my body weight. I have exercised because it's a healthy thing for me to do nowadays. Um, I try to exercise moderately, 
but um, but it's not necessary. Um, so, what what is my life like? I don't have a whole lot of time. I I, I meant to talk a lot about it. Tell you what, though, like I mentioned, the price of the I talked about some of the benefits, other fringe benefits, but they're not the main thing. Because after I lose all my weight and I get to body, then what? You know. Will that make me happy? How 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 happy will it? I mean, don't get me wrong. It's nice being in a healthy body weight. It makes things a lot easier. I could put my hand in my pocket when I'm driving and get something out of my pocket. It was something I couldn't do when I was over 300 pounds. You know, there's a lot of things I couldn't physically do. I was um, pre-diabetic. I had a lot of health issues. Um, I it was it was it was a horrible way for me to live and not just because of the weight it was because of what drove me to that weight it was the mental uh baggage the mental guilt and shame and anxiety and worry that I carried because of you know and and compulsive overeating was just another another problem uh on top of all that but uh the last thing I'll say is uh, is that that is the price of the program? So I can tell you a lot of things about how, you know, my wife and I just bought our first home. It's my first home. You know, I went from homeless to a homeowner, not like overnight. It took uh, 14 years, but it happened, and so and that I, I never imagined that could happen. You know, I could tell you things about my career, about my relationships with my friends and my family about um, my professional career, about a lot of things that have dramatically changed, but the prize of the program, but that would just, you know, that would, those are good things. They're worthy, they're worthy goals, but they're not it. They won't satisfy that hole in my soul. Only a relationship with a God of my understanding who loves me unconditionally and who gives me perfect security um, today and always, because it's always today. Thank you guys for allowing me to share. I love you guys, and I pass.